0: Welcome to Pursuit Church Podcast, where we give those far from God the opportunity to pursue Christ. We are so glad you are here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe God has a word for you through today's message. Welcome everyone to Pursuit. We're so very happy that you can join us today. What a wonderful day it is to be in the presence in the house of the Lord. Amen. Before you're seated, I want to look at the book of 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 verses 3 through 9. 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 starting with verse 3. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah in Jerusalem, in the house of the Lord, before the new court, and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever? And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying... If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. Today, I want to speak about a cry of desperation, a cry of desperation. God bless you. You may be seated. We find in the Old Testament that it was David's desire to build God's temple. It was one of the greatest desires of his life, and that alone would please God. But because of the blood that was on David's hands, and because David was a man of war, the Lord wouldn't allow him to build the temple. Instead, David would gather the raw materials and make the plans, and he wrote the songs that would be sung there, but it would be a man named Solomon who would be chosen to build the temple. And so Solomon would build the temple, and when Solomon had finished the temple, and as he invited God to inhabit the temple, there was a great day of sacrifice and petition before God. It was a day of Great praise and worship. And God answered it with a very powerful promise that we find in 2 Chronicles chapter 7. It says, chapter 7, verse 12. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain or if i command the locusts to devour the land or if i send pestilence among my people verse 14 if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will i hear from heaven I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Then my eyes shall be opened, my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in that place. This was the promise that God had given them on that day that they had finished the temple. However, it would be generations before a situation would arise where they would really need that promise. Across the reign of five generations of kings, there never came a time where the nation of Israel needed to take God at his word. They never found themselves in desperate need. But in the fifth generation, we find a king named Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat was a mighty man. He had fought many wars. He was involved in many battles, and he was a victorious warrior. But in our text today, we find this victorious warrior in a very desperate situation. Never before did he really need God's help. His own army had always been enough. He had never before uh, felt the need to cry out to his God. Never in the past had he needed to rely on the power of his God. But this Jehoshaphat that we find in our text today is in a much different situation. It says in the text that three warring nations have decided to war against Jehoshaphat and his army. Scripture says the children of Moab, Ammon, and Mount Seir have determined to defeat Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat quickly realized that he would soon be conquered. In other words, this battle was going to be more than he could handle. For five generations, Israel had not faced a battle Too big for them. For generations, Israel felt no need to call upon their God for help. Everything was going smoothly. Everything was good. All the puzzle pieces were fitting in the right places. I'm sure we've all experienced times in our own life that everything just seemed to be going right. Everything just seemed to be going good. And that's how it was for God's people for several generations. But finally, there came a time when Israel would not be able to fight their own battle. Something much bigger was coming against them. Something much more challenging was up ahead, and Israel was finding themselves in a very desperate situation. Verse 3 tells us that Jehoshaphat was afraid. And all of a sudden, his own abilities weren't good enough. For the first time in this mighty king's life, he was facing facing an obstacle that he couldn't overcome. He was overwhelmed by the fact that the enemy was bigger than him. And so this king of Judah... Began to shake in his boots, if you will. He was afraid. He was worried. Despair began to settle in. And he was beginning to feel hopeless. Have you ever felt like that, church? Like everything is coming against you. Maybe you've already been fighting for so long and and still nothing seems to be getting better. You've been at it for years trying to get all the pieces in the right order. Seems like you're always fighting a battle and and maybe it seems like things are still falling apart and, and maybe it feels like things are getting worse. Maybe you feel like your back is against the wall and you don't know what to do now. You don't know what to do next. Maybe you feel like, You're out of options. Maybe you've come to this place of desperation saying to yourself, how in the world is this going to work out? Uh, What in the world do I go? Where do I go? Who do I talk to? How do I fix this? For Jehoshaphat, it was an impossible situation that looked like it would only lead to defeat. Jehoshaphat didn't have anywhere to turn. There was no ally that he could ask for help. His back was against the wall. And in this situation, Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, the mighty king of Judah, had two options. Either he could quit because nothing was working out, and he could have allowed despair to take over and and rob him of his victory. For the enemy was simply bigger than him. The enemy was more powerful than him. So it would be easy to quit. It would be easy to give up. It would be easy to walk away. Maybe Jehoshaphat thought to himself. You know. Things. Just aren't going right. It's too much for me to handle. It's overwhelming. I, I can't take it anymore. Maybe these were the thoughts that he was having. Overwhelming thoughts. Depressive thoughts. Thoughts of fear and, and worry. But Jehoshaphat chose to do something else. And instead of quitting a, a warrior spirit... Began to stir up in this king, and Jehoshaphat began to remember who it was that he served. And Jehoshaphat remembered who his God was. And scripture says he was fearful, but he began to seek the Lord and he proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. Jehoshaphat said, instead of allowing this battle to overtake me I'm going to call upon my God instead of allowing the enemy to have his way and and discourage me and and cause fear in my life and, and cause worry in my life I'm gonna call upon God and Jehoshaphat began to fight his battle a different way in the past he was always a mighty king but now Jehoshaphat found himself on his knees. He found himself trying to call out to his God. Jehoshaphat was fighting his battle a different way. Church, I think what we need is a revival of that warrior spirit within us. We need to get something inside of us that says I'm not gonna quit. I'm not gonna back down. I'm not gonna walk away. I don't know what this new year has in store for me but I'm gonna keep moving forward I'm not gonna stop it's important especially as we've entered a new year because with a new year comes new challenges and the enemy will try to discourage you and get you down before you even get started before you even get anywhere But we've got to get a a warrior spirit in us like Jehoshaphat. And we've got to remember who our God is. And before we sink our head down and, and before we walk away in discouragement, we need to let this opposition, we need to let this chaos cause us to get back on our knees and call upon our God. And church, I know it may be a little frightening and and a little unsettling to see what's happening in the physical, to see what's happening around us. But if we, church, will reach for a God in the spiritual, and if we will pray and call upon this God, he's going to show himself real in our life. He's going to show himself faithful and powerful in our life. Really, it's a simple principle, but it's powerful. Before we seek a chance to quit this year, we should seek God. Before we run to the world for an answer, we should seek God. Before we give up because we're discouraged and and walk away, we should seek God. And Jehoshaphat began to pray and fast, and God reached Way back through time and got a hold of an old, dusty promise. Everyone say, old, dusty promise. God got a hold of an old, dusty promise. And God brought this promise back to Jehoshaphat's remembrance. Do you remember this, Jehoshaphat? Do you remember my promise? Do you remember what I said generations ago? And somewhere in the inner parts of his mind, hope began to stir as he remembered the promise of his God. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, then will I forgive their sin, and then will I heal their land. Hope, hope began to stir as he remembered the promise of God and Jehoshaphat began to think oh maybe my situation isn't hopeless after all maybe my God has an answer maybe something good can come out of this maybe my God does have a plan and church suddenly Jehoshaphat knew what to do as that promise came to his mind he started telling all of Israel and all of, all of Judah, all the people. He started saying, we got to call upon our God. We've got to seek the face of God again. We've got to get on our knees. And, and Jehoshaphat gathered all the people in the court of the temple. And from that place, they called upon God in the face of overwhelming opposition With the enemy breathing down his neck. With defeat looming all around him. Jehoshaphat began to do the only thing that he knew to do, and that was to call upon his mighty God. Let me tell you today, church, it doesn't matter how big the enemy is. It doesn't matter how many devils have declared war on you and your mind and your house. The people who call upon the one true God cannot be defeated. We cannot be stepped on. We don't have to stay defeated. We don't have to live our life in fear. Peter declared in the New Testament speaking to the saints of the church he says you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, you are a peculiar people you've got the one true God on your side, you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you've got the King of Kings, you've got the almighty God on your side, don't you let this battle overwhelm you don't you let this fight overwhelm you, but get on your knees and call upon the Lord, call upon the Lord. And from the temple, Jehoshaphat called out to God. He said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? God said, yes. He then states the obvious. You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. God says, yes. In your hand, Jehoshaphat said, our power and might so that none is able to withstand you. God said yes. He goes on with another question. Did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of, your, of Abraham, your friend? God said yes. Then he gets to the heart of the matter. Aren't you the God who said If disaster comes upon us, or the sword, or judgment, or pestilence, or famine, if we will stand before this house and before you and cry out to you in this affliction, that you will hear us and save us. He continues and says, The men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, they're coming to drive us out. He says, will you not execute judgment on them? For we are powerless against this great enemy. We do not know what to do. God, will you not help us? And God answered, yes, yes, I will. I thought you would never ask, Jehoshaphat. I've been waiting for you. And in that moment, Jehoshaphat was crying out to God like he had never cried out before church. It wasn't just some little ordinary little cry, but Jehoshaphat, you got to imagine this. He's a mighty warrior. He's a mighty king. He always stood tall, but he's fine. Himself on his knees. He's finding himself asking and crying out to God for his help with all his might. Jehoshaphat cried out, Pursuit, I come to tell you today just a simple, simple message. All of us fight our personal battles with the enemy, all of us battle spirits, temptations. For some, it's despair. Some it's loneliness, some battle depression, others battle feelings of uselessness or worthlessness. We all struggle against an enemy that seeks to destroy our souls. And sometimes the battle can become so heavy, so bad, and and we can become so overwhelmed that it becomes more than we can handle. We find ourselves in that same place that Jehoshaphat had found himself where our strength is almost gone and there's no sign of deliverance. But church, we've got to join our voice with Jehoshaphat. And we've got to call upon our God. We need to remember the promise that God has given to us. If we will call upon him, if we will humble ourselves, if we will seek his face, God is going to show up. God is going to fight the battle. And it says in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verse 15. I'm almost finished. After they had called upon God, the Lord said, Listen, King of Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours but mine. Tomorrow, march down against them, You will not have to fight this battle, but just take up your positions, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance of the Lord. He again says, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, but go face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. The Bible says the next day Jehoshaphat marched to battle. With a choir singing praises to the Lord. They never put on any armor. They never had to draw a sword. And God fought the battle for them. When Jehoshaphat got serious about touching God. And and he cried out with desperation. He moved the very hand of God to fight for him. I wonder what God would do in your life today if just for a moment you would get your eyes off the battle get your eyes off the chaos and you would begin to cry out to God i wonder what would happen if you would get desperate enough to get on your knees and say god i need you God you're the only answer god i need your strength god i can't do this without you. today church if you're finding yourself on the edge of desperation why don't you find yourself calling upon the Lord why don't you find yourself on your knees calling upon Jesus it says in Isaiah 58 and 9 then you will call and the Lord will answer you will cry out for help and he will say here am I did you catch that Not only does he hear the cry of desperate people, but listen to what he says. Here I am. I've been here the whole time. I've been waiting for you. I know what's been happening. I've seen the battle. I've been waiting for you to ask for help. I've been waiting for things to overwhelm you. I've been waiting for things to become too much. I'm here to help you. I'm ready. Call upon me. Church, the old dusty promise still stands. We can call upon the Lord. The people of Israel discovered... He had been there all along. He had a plan. He had a purpose. All I needed to do was call upon him. In their hour of desperation, they called upon him and he said, here I am. I'm with you, child. I'm with you, son. I'm with you, daughter. Here I am. On this January the 9th, 2022, the Lord is still saying to the church, I'm with you. I'm here. Here I am. You can call out to me. I'm ready to help you. I'm ready to deliver you. Here I am church thank you for joining us today be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends for more information about Pursuit visit PursuitChurchAR.com thank you for listening and see you next week